we can build a better firearm than we can buy at the store, yeah. right? And then you add on what you just said, I can actually customize it to me, right? Uh, whatever platform you're building, you can customize it to you. Welcome to episode 85 of For the Love of Guns. My name is Jason Schaller, and thank you so much for joining Team Vance today as we talk to Marine Gun Builder. Now, this is a man that I have a whole lot of respect for and has taught so many people on how to build their own firearms. Now, before we talk to Marine Gun Builder, it's time to pay the bills, and this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Falco has a holster for any budget, any gun without sacrificing quality. And maybe you want something that's hand carved like this AX11 here. They've got it. Or maybe you need a really awesome handmade sling for your rifle. Go check out Falco Holsters and see what they've got for you. Make sure you use the checkout code Banshee to save 10%. Now, we're also going to talk about Freedom Crew University on this podcast. Now, I don't want to just you know, mess up this special for you. So you're just going to have to listen all the way to the end to hear what Freedom Crew University is all about. Now with the bills paid, let's talk to Marine Gun Builder. Tell me about your love of guns. I am Marine Gun Builder, the freedom-loving patriot who has taught so many people how to build their own freedom. I am so happy to be here with Rogue Banshee because not as a content creator, I'm a fan, a huge fan. And I was so excited when I got the invite. I think a lot of people don't understand that uh, on this side of the camera, we are actually fans of people. We and are. Rogue Banshee is certainly somebody that I am a huge fan of. So thank you for having me finally on the podcast, sir. Well, thank you for joining. It's so funny because, you know, we really didn't run into each other until December, you know, about a month ago. And it was so funny when we got talking, it was like, I had sent you an, you know, we, we were, I had sent you something years ago about, hey, let's do something, let's do a collab together. You sent something. And for some reason, yeah. neither one of us got our emails. Right. And well, then, you, just, you just recently messaged me on Instagram and you're like, I had messaged you on Instagram. I'm like, okay. And I didn't see it. And then I went into message requests and I, I responded to your message and then your old message came up. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you did message me like two years we, ago. So, we always yeah. miss each other. It's so funny that we got together because it's, it, it's, you know, I've been a big fan of yours because, you know, I remember doing my first 80%. It was before you actually had your chance. You were back on, on, um, You've been on Facebook here a back long then. Time, bud. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Long time. And that's back when they used to give you the end mill for, for yeah. doing these things. Right. And I'm like, yeah. this sucks. Right. I, you know, cause I remember doing my first video and it was a, it was an SC. It's funny. I still got this. I still got the original, uh, um, frame down here. I had a cut in half cause I had to do, uh, claim it under warranty yeah um but it was like this is this is like a really crappy process and then i'm like i don't know if i want to do 80s anymore you know it was cool and then along comes this marine build gun builder guy <laughs> and I, I like watching his i start watching the, your videos i'm like oh screw it this guy can deal with it <laughs> he's he's got it down 
yeah yeah and then eventually they just stopped sending the end little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah they just didn't come with them anymore i know God. i know but i used to tell a... yeah i used to tell folks you know like a good trick with that that end mill bit was perfect to wrap in sandpaper and use the uh the smooth end to, to go ahead and do out that channel it kind of fit in there perfectly when we did that but you know the dremel's just faster <laughs> yeah faster. yeah it's it's just so funny watching you know the progression because i mean this is well i mean we're talking about years of content and, and perfecting this build um I yeah. mean, how did you even get down this route i mean you're a marine one first of all thank you for your service <laughs> and and i mean how did you get down to let's build a gun well uh you know i i would probably go back to like if we went all the way back like probably to my childhood so i grew up my family owned a dairy uh and i worked there from when i was nine years old right into the time that i went in the marine corps um and it was a very um old dairy like we did everything in house uh we we had our own machines and anytime anything broke we fixed it so whether it was a divco uh, you know milk truck from the 50s that we had on the road we fixed that in-house bottle machines bottle cappers washers whatever machines we had i mean we even had like we would print bills for customers on a old printing press from uh 1906 right so whatever broke we had the machinery to fix it and then just you know growing up in that environment I learned a lot about that, about tooling, about machines. Um, you know, my uh, uncle was a, uh, a role model of mine that I spent a, a, a lot of my youth with. And he was very much that person that preached, get the right tool for the job, make it yourself, you know? So like it gets ingrained on you, I think, you know, as young. But my experience with firearms didn't happen until I went into the Marine Corps. So, you know, like my dad is a big knife collector, huge knife collector. And he had guns, but but like as a family, we didn't really do anything with guns, right? So I didn't actually hold uh, a firearm until I went into the Marine Corps. You know, I was on Paris Island. Phase two uh, is all about shooting. And, you know, the very first time is, is there. And so, you know... Um, it's at that point, I guess I would say I got bit by the bug of firearms, <laughs> you know, uh, during grass week, you know, because look, I grew up in a time, you know, uh, like you did, you know, pre all of this stuff. Right. So, you know, being a kid playing cowboys, cops and robbers and all this yep. stuff, you know, we had the best toy guns in the world when we were young. Right. You know, nowadays they're all banned. OK, but we had the coolest stuff. So when I was there now, you know, like I, I, I can recall vividly uh, that week on grass week, snapping in, you know, and just learning the mechanics. And we, we, we uh, had this fantastic instructor and I just, you know, I, I got, I got bit that week, you know, that was it, you know, it was more than, it was more than like, I had always wanted to be in the Marine Corps. So I, I knew that that's what I was going to do uh, again from an, an early age. Uh, I knew like even going to high school was just going to high school for just to get out so I could go into the Marine Corps. Right? <laughs> it was just a, an obstacle in my way. Um, but when you're actually there and you start to learn the mechanics of it, I think that it really not only bit me, but it, it, it 
it pushed me further because I actually didn't know anything else. So I only learned the way I didn't have to unlearn stuff. Do you, you see what I'm saying? I was yep. learning. From... You, didn't have bad, you didn't have bad habits to overcome. Correct. Exactly. You know, no Kentucky windage type stuff, you know, like <laughs> I learned everything from that. And um, uh, I believe that like you and everybody in our community, we kind of share really two major things uh, when it comes to gun building, right? Like the first is we love freedom. Okay. The first is we're patriots and we love freedom. And the second thing, though, that is really different that I find in our community is the people that build firearms, we're very curious. We're students. We're learners. We got that thing where we want to dissect and figure out and learn everything about a process. So, like, there's a lot of people that love freedom and love firearms, but they wouldn't necessarily be builders. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. The, you yep. know, that component of it doesn't interest them. Where in our community, it's all about that. You know, like we wouldn't buy anything at the store. <laughs> you know, yeah, I only yeah. want to build it, right? So <clears throat> for me, I think that was kind of the progression of getting bit by the bug. My normal personality, my experiences with machinery and with tooling led me to be the builder, you know, led me to build the, be the builder. And then I would say the next thing is, you know, as a student or somebody with that personality, and we find everywhere with our community members, we love to teach it to others, right? We yeah. love to teach that craft, you know? I think the difference was that I turned on the camera and did it first, and then everybody came in and started jumping in and taking techniques and sharing as well, you know? So, because any build community you look at, I don't care if it's AR-15, AK, 1911, you know, Polymer 80, whatever it is, you find the same mentality there where yep. builders are more than willing to help new people when they come in, uh, learn the craft. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how that is because it, the building community is so demonized, right? We're, we're these evil people. And then you get into this community and all we want to do is just help each other out. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, I ran into this problem. Oh, hey, that's an easy fix. This is how you fix this. Or yeah. um, how do I do this? Or, you know, it, for me on that journey was, is, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, right? I mean, I, when I was a kid, I started, uh, I started shooting when I was around seven. Um, and, but as a kid, I took everything apart. I mean, everything came apart, right? Um, I, I like to say I single-handedly could have saved Huffy millions of dollars in extra parts on their bikes, yeah. right? Because, yeah. yeah, put it put it back together. I'm like, yeah, I don't need these parts, yeah. right? A little, little different when you go into a gun build, right? Those parts are pretty important. But and then it's like I start building, um, like, you know, I have this 1911 that I've been working on forever. Um you get past the building part. Like I can make a functional gun. Right. Well, now I want to make it mine. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to, well, I don't like these square serrations. So now I'm going to put a file through it and I'm going to round those off and then I'm going to sandpaper. And it becomes addictive of beyond this is my gun to this is really my gun. Right. Yeah. 
this is this is my blood, sweat, and tears into this thing of there's no other gun like it because I did it. Um, there's nothing else in the market like it. That's why I decided to do this to the slide. Um, there's so many avenues of, of building that right. people don't realize it, it's an art form. Yes, it is. And um, I don't want to date myself, but I hear with the Huffy because I had the Sigma. <laughs> um, but same thing. Well, you know? We're both about the same age. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> um, and I think Huffy made Sigma actually. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, that's exactly right. And the thing is, uh, we can build a better firearm than we can buy at the store. Yeah. Right. And then you add on what you just said. I can actually customize it to me right uh whatever platform you're building you can customize it to you this also you know provides obviously intimate working knowledge of the firearm that you own which every firearm owner should have so yes we are demonized by the larger portion <laughs> of the firearms community unfortunately uh i think some of that comes from the fact that the build community is constantly attacked in the media and painted as paints they paint pictures very well let's face it right yeah. that's something they do is able to paint pictures the way they want to in the media and so it can throw a cast onto other firearm owners but what the firearms community at large needs to understand is because if you go into any part of the firearms community what do they all want they all want to be left alone right they all want to the the attack on their second amendment freedom to be stopped right every firearm community wants that and but here's the thing the build community is the last unmolested freedom you have under the second amendment if this ever goes away there is no more second amendment because there is no there is no other place anywhere that you can buy, own, possess, carry without some type of government intrusion into you. Building your own firearm is the only place where that does not occur anymore. And once that is gone, again, you will not be able to buy, possess, carry, own, or anything else to do without Big Brother all over you. So what I wish the bigger part of the firearms community understood is they stand for the Second Amendment. They stand for freedom. They stand do not comply. Don't tread on me in all this language. And it's like, yeah, guys, that's us. And we're yeah. the last ones. And you know what? We actually really need you on our side. We need strength in numbers because, you know, firearms community like this, but the build community is actually very small, right? Yeah. It's very, very small. And so we need that lobbying power. We need those groups behind us. And unfortunately, we don't always have them. Uh, or they just kind of brush us aside and like, you guys are on your own. You know, we don't want to be attached to you. And so, but again, once this, or if this ever goes completely, or we lose the legal challenges, especially right now that are hot, that's it. You, 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 you have given up control completely. So I don't want to hear don't tread on me anymore. I don't want to hear do not comply because you weren't there for the build community, even if you're not a builder. 
right? Yeah. And and that's one of the things that's one of the things, you know, I love I love our industry, right? I love the firearms industry. I love the 2A community. One of the problems I have with our community is we are the first to eat our own. <laughs> I mean, we will totally throw throw someone else under the bus. This yeah. person's not 2A enough or the gun builders are bad. I mean, we'll just discard parts of our community just in hoping that we'll be left alone, right? Fine, mm -hmm. go have this one, you know, and, and leave us alone. But that's just a thing. It's just a constant chipping away. And I mean, it, it, it's a big, you know, it's a big stone. Once you chip mm -hmm. off that stone, that piece is not coming back. No. It's gone. No. Look what's in the news this week. The shockwave, yeah. right? The pistol grip shockwave, right? That's in the news this week as possibly that's going to be the next big thing, right? Well, why? Because they already did triggers, they did braces, they did frame and receivers, so now they need something else, right? It yep. never, it will never end. The the but to your point, you know, I would say two things. Number one is that um, there's a lot of ego in this industry that needs to go away, okay? Yeah. Because it, it just it doesn't belong here. But number two. The other side is so unified and so strong. You know, most folks don't understand that the NRA, which was very strong for decades, is not strong. And that when it comes to lobbying, the anti-gun lobby, they're the strongest yeah. lobby in the country. They got all the money. Okay. They got all the power and they have all the influence. They're huge. And I don't think people understand just how much say they have. They have the president's ears anytime they want it. They have senator's ears anytime they want it. Congress, anytime they want it. These people are massive. They're the most powerful lobby in the country. And I tell firearm owners all the time, you know what? You follow all these firearm people. Do yourself a favor and get educated and whatever platforms you're on stop following the anti-gun lobby i know it's going to drive you nuts and it's going to get you emotionally charged but you have to know what they're doing and they are big and they're not just in guns anymore they're in the race game they're in the lgbtq game you watch their post they tie everything from firearms to racism to lgbtq you know they get in all the hot issues because they're again enormous Okay, now, and I, I just don't think that people realize how big they are. You know, they're very big, very big. Yeah, I, and that's the funny thing is, is they 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 always make out the NRA to be the, it's the evil NRA, and it was so funny as those of us in the gun community understand that. You know, like you said, the NRA is not as powerful as it used to be. You know, right. when oh. I hear it's the evil NRA, I start laughing. Like, you guys are still attacking them, and they're like you know, this much of the gun lobby now. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got so many other organizations out there doing more than the NRA, but yet you're still bashing the NRA. Um, yeah. and, and that's the, they're, they're truly being the puppet master now. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, the, 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 the thing is, is that this is a game of money, unfortunately, and we're just yeah. fucking peons. We are just peons. We're pawns in the bigger game. There's a ton of money involved in anti-gun rhetoric. 
know, there's a ton of money in it for that side. And they've exploited that and they'll continue to exploit it. Um, and then as far as like our side, yeah, the NRA has been like decimated as a lobby itself. Okay. Um, but even, even if you throw in other groups like GOA or FPC, they're not quote unquote gun lobbyists. Okay. They're, yeah, they're, exactly. That's not what they're doing. Okay. Um, that's not their role. So we're missing an enormous component uh, in government, which is lobbying. I, I mean, they do, but certainly nowhere near what the NRA was. It's certainly not even close to what the anti-gun lobby is. So we're in a losing battle politically um, by far. And I don't know how that gets rectified. What I do know is that um, they just want to chip away because there's money. Okay. They don't, they don't want to take it all in one gulp. Okay. No. They want to yeah. continue to raise money and chip away, chip away, chip away, you know, create fantasies, you know, that a brace is this most dangerous thing that ever happened in the world or, yep. you know, short barreled rifles are so deadly compared to other stuff, you know? And I, I mean, the sensationalism that they come up with. So, you know, this is how they approach it to maximize the money that's donated to them, you know, and it's a game. You have one really wealthy person who controls these lobbies. Okay. I'm not saying his name on purpose, but basically what happens is, is he gives them the money. They raise money from their membership through fear. Okay. They pay. Right. So this is a not for profit company. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. they take all this money and don't have to pay tax. They pay to get their um, things lobbied and control, okay? And then they get grants back from the government in that same amount, which goes back to that person. That person never really loses money. It's just no. one big game of money flow. And this is I all mean, that, that keeps happening. That person didn't become as rich as they are by giving money away. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, you don't get rich by giving money away. <laughs> Exactly. And you'll stay rich by giving money yeah. away. I mean, it's gotta it's gotta flow back somehow. Yeah. Um especially so when we're passing trillion dollar bills all the time. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know. So so it's funny is um so you know, last week I was at Shot Show and Monday was range day, and they were setting up these signs on the way into range day of um Guns are the biggest killer of children and teens. All right. And they were putting up these signs. It was literally like every three feet. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to line that entire um, road all the way into range day. It's like, yeah, it's funny. The, the guy that was in the car with me, or, or he's like, you're lobbying the wrong people, first of all. I mean, you, you, okay, you made your stand. Um, but you're not going to change anybody's mind that's going to range day, right? No. And then, you know, I'm sitting there going, this is the organization who's really, their statistics are always questionable, right? Because I always tell my audience, I don't care where you get your statistics, go back to the original data and, and analyze mm -hmm. it yourself because I can twist anything around, right? right. You know, I, you know, I remember one time being in an argument and someone's like, they gave me this stupid statistic. And I go, and I bet 100% of them 
uses toilet paper after they go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> and wipes her ass. And they're like, um, yeah, you see, I can come up with a stupid statistic too. <laughs> and this is this shows you the money game. The the so the funny thing was is they put all these signs up and the town that Range Day is in, they didn't get a permit, and the cops were out there making them take all the signs down. Yeah. Um, right. it, but it's money. I mean, those signs are not cheap, and they're going to lie every three feet for like miles. And they're getting paid to be there as well. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Volunteers. They're all getting paid. Like I said, there's a lot of money in it, right? Which is which is why it's there. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, I said this uh, to DLD uh, one time, but I'll, I'll say it here. Fundamentally, uh, we all actually agree with the anti-gun lobby. And usually people are like, what? Yeah, yeah, they freak I mean, out when you say that. Right, right. But it's true. None of us, because if we took their mission statement at its face, Right, their mission statement is they want to end gun violence in America. Well, so do we. So do I. Yeah, I, I don't want to see gun violence in America. The problem is, is that you do it in this really evil, attacking way of painting us as these most terrible people in America just because we own firearms, and we're the reason. And you don't really want to get to the root of cause of the problem because we could do that okay but the root cause of the problem obviously is not guns and that regardless of what statistics you bring okay can be proven time and time again because where you have the strongest gun laws is the place where violence happens the most with guns number one but but again these points don't matter okay just i'm just saying them but they don't matter because the money fight goes on right what we have to understand as patriots is where we fit in in this game of chess and build the freedom while we can, okay? But, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, when somebody's uh, killed in a drinking and driving accident, we don't blame the drunken car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. You know? When my son fails a test, so you talk about kids, when my, fun, my son fails a test at school, I don't blame the pencil. Right. Yeah. It's the pencil's fault that he failed. And so <clears throat> we have a real problem all across our entire country, not not just in firearms, but with accountability. OK, where people are just not accountable. There's no accountability for anything. And so you can't we're never going to use actual facts and logic to win this case. It will help us when we go to court. And those things are challenged, but they take a long time. It's like when bump stocks happen. You know, I kept saying these are all temporary pain for a long-term win. Because as of right now, believe it or not, there, there are still some logical people that make decisions, aka the Supreme Court. Okay. And so, but the problem is is getting it to them. Okay. Yeah. But um to believe that you're going to be able to argue points with this opposite side or compare data or facts. They're not even interested in solving their own mission statement. They're not. No. They're, the, their They're solution not. is, you know, this. And so give us money. Because if they were, we would start to look at the root cause. Let me give an example of a root cause. Let me give an example of that. Because we are about the same age. We grew up around the same time. Okay. Yep. Pre-internet, pre-all of this shit, right? 
Uh, yep. You still remember ordering uh, firearms from big books that would come in the mail and you'd call yeah. in. I want page yeah. 173. <laughs> I mean, you still yep. remember that, stuff, right? Um, I do. Right. So, so mass shootings, right? This is usually the big, as soon as one of these events come up, go on, what happens, right? The liberals go all over the media and they're like, oh, the blood is on your hands. You know, and they get very, you know, we got to do this. This is why bump stocks went, right? Nevada, Las Vegas, yep. right? So, but here's the thing. Long before it was coined mass shooting, so this is for your younger generation in the audience, we grew up in a time where it was called going postal. That's what yep. it was called. Because yeah. mass shooting events, as you know them today, they originated at post office. Time and time again, we would see growing up, that post office workers were going nuts and shooting up the place. Well, who runs the post office? The government. They're not able yeah. to do culture. They're not able to create culture. And so they only know division, separation for political purposes. And they've made these environments so fucking terrible that people snapped. Yep. Right? And so what I say yeah. is, like, we're growing up in a house. Every day we come home. We're the, we're the children of America. Right? We're the kids. We come home every single night to mommy and daddy, Republicans and Democrats, fighting each other, saying hateful things, spiteful things. You know, you can't you can't give an inch to them. You know, they're terrible people. And we're in this household and we're looking at them fighting, calling each other these nasty names. And then so what happens to my brothers and sisters? They start to grow up with hate-filled hearts. They start to have hate enter their hearts, right? Yep. And then we we they these toxic parents take it a step further and they're like, you either have to love mommy or you have to love daddy. You can't love both and you have to pick a side. And if you love mommy, then daddy hates you. And if you love daddy, then mommy hates you. Mommy hates and you. And so yep. right. So then my brothers and sisters go shoot up a fucking school and they blame the gun. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, it, 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 it that's the whole thing with the politics, right? It's not us versus them. It's us for they want us versus us, right? Right. They want to. They want us fighting each other, because then they can do whatever the hell they want up here. Correct. Right. Yeah. Because we're we're focused down here. Yeah. And I, I love the way that you're talking about that, with where you have mommy and daddy fighting, because yeah, it, that's honest. Honestly, that's the way it is. Uh, you know, when mm -hmm. I was at Shot Show, I talked to uh, the Liberal Gun Club. Right. So um, I had honestly one of the greatest conversations with a group there. Now, this is a group that, you know, we know that we're not going to agree on everything. Right. Yeah. It's fine. I, I have no problems with a disagreement because um, I always like to say my politics and my religion are the same thing. I'm a Jasonist. Whatever's good for Jason is what Jason believes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I was explaining that to them and they're like sitting there, they're, they're thinking about it and they're like, well, what do you mean? I go, okay, so you're the liberal gun club. So generally you're Democrat leaning, right? Like, yeah. I go, do you believe everything the Democrat party tells you? They're like, well, obviously no, because we're the liberal gun club. I go, see, yeah, we need to get away from this um, political identities that we have created and we need to get back to talking again. 
right? We need to get back to having discussions and stop pointing fingers and all this bullshit that's going on. Because in the end, we all believe pretty much the same things. Yeah. And, uh, and, you, you and all we're doing word. is fighting. Yeah. You used a powerful word right now, identity. And if yeah. you really look at what has happened, the entire effort is to strip people of all identity. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, why is there such a push on the stripping of identity and this mincing of words all the time? Right. And if you don't agree with it, by the way, you're some type of, an, again, terrible person. Right. But right. I'm not even talking about agree or disagree. You, you should be asking yourself, why is there such a push to strip identity and create all these other things? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. part of being human <laughs> in my life, part of being human, like you said, from your perspective, is to understand who you are okay so when we have a thousand different types of who you are but they all go to one side and they vote with that side no matter what just because of that identity thing then we're missing an enormous ability to come together yeah you, you understand we're missing an ability to to become whole um, because we're all identifying ourselves differently, but more important, we then go and just identify with one political party. <laughs> and that's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's nuts well, that we do that, you know? Um, and like you well, said. It, we're all Americans. I don't care who you are. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what sexual preference you are. We're all Americans. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to think about it, you know, we if you go back to the founding of this country, they had arguments about our constitution. I mean, those guys literally like had duels <laughs> about this stuff. Absolutely, they should have. I mean, uh, you know, trying to set up all these freedoms, going yeah. these this is what we are. And we need to get back to, I'm not saying we got to get back to duels, but we got to get back to the point where we can have debates, we can talk, we can socialize. It's not you versus me. Um, you know, it's, 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 we are Americans. This is what we stand for. Let's move forward. Politicians have done a great job just pulling the wool over our eyes. But we can't. But we can't. No. Because of that, what you just said, the politicians, the division up there um, is just too much and it's 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 ingrained down onto everybody else uh through media through social media you know i mean it's just it's it's overwhelming and so it's really going to be tough to dig ourselves out of this but it's another reason why you know you and i do the things we do because you know if there's fundamentally you know one thing that you and I definitely agree on, it's that we've got to reach that next generation because our fight is nothing compared to what theirs is going to be, right? Like we think we've had it tough in our lifetime. You know, we're, we're at the halfway point. We really got to be given back to that next generation because their yes. fight is going to be enormous. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, you know, thinking about, you know, looping back to gun building. Um, 
you know, back when the whole 80% frame, that, you know, the comments for the 80% frame came out, I remember, you know, writing my comments to the ATF on that thing going, you know, this is, this is an American tradition that predates America. Yeah. We've been building guns in this, in this, on this continent before we even had a country because yeah. that's what we did. This is nothing new. This is, this has been going on for, you know, hundreds of years. Right. And, you know, this is a tradition. This is, this is, um, this is not evil. This is nothing, you know, sinister. We're just simply carrying on a tradition. And we want to leave that to the next generations to do. Right. Because it's fun. It's great. It's, it's, I mean, like I said before, you know, on this 1911, it's, it's kind of an expression for me. Right. Yeah. It's, it's what I like. Yes. Go build something that you like. Yes. That the last generation left to us and the generation before yeah. them left to them. Right. Yeah. And it's important that we leave it to the next one. You know, um, part of part of the well, first of all, let's also recognize that, that at the time that the Constitution was written, they knew more about life than we do. And I say that because a lot of the rhetoric against talking about that, you know, from, from that side, like the rhetoric they'll use is, you know, they were just an old bunch of white men, you know, and it's like the, that elitism drives me nuts because it's like, yeah. if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Like you really have to understand that we're not smarter than those people were. Those people actually were living a life that were way more difficult than we lived at a time that was very violent, you know, almost 99.9%, if we're going to use the statistic of people in America, regardless of what side of the fence you on, 99.9% .9 of them have never experienced true violence, true violence, very, very small percentage of them have. Okay. But at that time, they all experienced real and violence. Okay. Yeah. So they knew what was at stake when they were writing that document. They knew the passion that had to come forward. They knew what had to happen to prevent that kind of violence from happening again. Right? Yeah. To where it was. I mean, they had literally fought for survival Correct. and then fought to start a country. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just the way it was. So instead of rewriting history, we we should all be learning what those folks went through to prevent it further. But instead, we do the opposite. We say, ah, we'll just rewrite it because we're smarter than everybody else. And we got this. And to me, that's just a poor strategy all around, not just the firearms, just learning about life and evolution and getting to the next place, you know, to uh, provide a world. Uh, to future generations that is uh, a place where they uh, can develop and innovate, we're going to suppress that with that attitude when we think we know yeah. it all. It's funny. Um, it, you know, I, I, go, I go back to that comment, um, that my comment period for the 80% receivers. I think I ended it with, you know, today's, today's home builder of firearms just might be tomorrow's John Browning. 
Right. You, you have you no know. idea. Absolutely. What what happens when someone goes through this? And go, well, hey, why are we doing it this way? I have another mm -hmm. way. I mean, when Glock came out with a Glock, he was a complete. He went a completely different direction. Yeah. Than the gun industry thought was tradition. Yeah. Now, I mean, he he created that whole that whole um, line of firearms that. Every, I mean, I can't think Everybody of one major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of one major manufacturer does not have a polymer frame gun. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. the way it is. And what Gaston um, did at the time, that first one was called a P eighty, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it really isn't haven't hasn't changed much since then. It's you know, it's it's it no. hasn't changed mechanically. It's changed aesthetically in a lot of ways but you know we're on uh, generation five here right so it hasn't yeah. changed much it was a brilliant development and advancement in firearms it really was i mean it's just and that's the thing that drives me nuts was like we're we're going to suppress the next person you know you have no idea what that next home builder is going to do right. someone who grows up they go into their 20s and go I can do this better. And that's the, that's right. one of the problems that I think we have in this country is we stop innovating. You know, we stop, we stop designing, we stop having critical thought. And this is one of those things. It's a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, it's like, I, I think of it, of a home built firearm is almost the ultimate jigsaw puzzle. You know, how am I going to make this thing fit together? Yeah. yeah. Now we've been rolling about 40 minutes now. Now we've been talking all about this stuff. Um, you know, and you know, we were talking a little bit online uh, this week. My, my channel got demonetized, not once, but twice. <laughs> First in history, I believe. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I've never heard of a story where you got demonetized, remonetized and demonetized, and demonetized. all in a five day period. I've never heard that. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, offline, I joke around with you calling yeah. you our, um, our our uh, our um, John Gotti, right? You're or not our John Gotti, or uh, uh, you know, you're 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 our leader, our teamster leader here. Yeah. Um, you you kind of put something together. You got like a lot of people together into something called Freedom Crew University. Absolutely. So for the audience, talk talk a little bit about that because. Anybody watching on YouTube has been seeing the banner down below for a while, and they're probably trying to figure out what what this is all about. Yeah, so I mean, look, it's it, it starts with one thing is, uh, and it's something that kind of we've been deeming here almost, you know, unplanned, right? But the reality is, is that if we're going to move forward uh, in this industry, we have to value collaboration. We have to co-labor right collaborate co-labor we have to work together um as a team uh towards the advancement of our industry we can't allow inner competition to uh, occur because again as you said it, it divides right and so we've already getting attacked by every possible angle that you can possibly get attacked by like the last thing we need is for people who are dedicated to providing education uh, to the next generation of patriots for those people to be competing, right? We just can't have that. So it, it really begins with like collaboration, like in a collaborative effort. 
And then we take a look at the landscape, okay? The landscape is, is that what are most people suffering coming into the community? They can't find information anymore. The information has been scrubbed, right? YouTube has scrubbed it. Google has scrubbed a ton of stuff, okay? Facebook is controlled by the, the feds, so nobody wants to post in there anymore, <laughs> right? So you've got all this stuff going on. You know, I've, I've had my own websites attacked uh, by them as well, okay? Um, so where does a new person able to go to get information, good information, you know, where they can build their own piece of freedom? This was a big obstacle that is coming or has been coming to our industry as the information becomes unavailable. And so basically what we did was we all got together, you know, me, you, DLD, P80, Ralph, Sarge, Panda, Will, Rich, right? All these great builders that have collectively, we have taught millions <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, with our voices and said, hey, we got to come together and we got to put together the best programs for this next generation of builders. So people coming up and you know what? And we need to make it so great that, you know, they just don't go watch a video where it's just one way learning which they can't even watch anyway because YouTube's got rid of them all, okay? Yep. But what can we do where we can actually mentor them live? Like we can, you know, because one of the things we've always wanted to do on YouTube was would do what? Like live build with our community. Like yep. we always, but we've never been able to, right? But now we can't even show them a video. You can't even install sites on a slide anymore, yeah. okay? So yep. Freedom Crew University started to come about. We got together and we're like, you know, live, interactive, you know, build with your, you know, build with us, like sit here and build freedom with us. So, and all types of freedom, right? ARs, AKs, uh, Polymer 80 Glock or Glock compatible, SIG hours, right? Uh, what else we got? 1022s, 3D printing. I mean, we got it all. And we brought in all the best instructors from across the nation, right? The best builders there are for people to come and learn with. And then, you know, it was like, well, look, there's, how do we price this so efficiently that, you know, we can sustain the systems and, you know, all of the money that goes into building it? How can we sustain that at such a value um, that we can continue to do it into the future? And so, like, our classes are for, we get free seminars and our most expensive class is $299, right? So when you look at, like, other gunsmithing schools, I won't talk about them, but they're eleven grand just to enter. Okay, so I think we've also done a fantastic job at making it so we can create the next generation of builders in a way that is budget friendly, has the best content. They're mentored by the absolute best instructors that we have in this country to offer. And so, you know, I know we're all very proud of it and we just launched it last weekend. Um, but really, to me, that is the future that we see uh for them you know um to become absolutely skilled uh at the art of freedom building and that's the thing um you know you, you were talking about all these people with the exception of will um yeah. all of these people have been on this channel uh they've been on this podcast these are all people i've known for years uh yeah. with the exception of sergeant panda i, I, I met them uh just a, a month ago great people and that's that's what's so so awesome is you get the best people out there and they all have the same like 
stress points I do. Whereas like, you know, I, I, I would put out a video and then someone's like, but what about this? And it's like, it's so hard to tell you without seeing it. Yeah. Right. I, I, I want to help you, but man, it's so, it, you know, now you get to sit there in a class. It's a minimum of three students, maximum of six. Yeah, that's it. Don't want to sit there in the class. That was one of the other huge benefits to mentor with us live in a very small environment. You know, again, and I, I, I'm I'm just so proud of like everybody because like you know they don't see the background of all of us working together and collaborating. Like you know, they would be the audience would be so proud to see how we've all come together. Because the reality here is for everybody watching, every person has been decimated that has tried to teach this. Yep. You try to teach us, you get unbelievably attacked. You know? Yeah. So to see us, you know, I mean, you've got letters to Congress. I mean, YouTube's just a piece of it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You've got a lot of stuff going on here. But to see us all come together and really work together to deliver something of immense value that has never been done before. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to create uh, what we thought we've created in the build community before we have an opportunity to create even better Bigger. than what we've had before, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for 2023. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I am too. Cause yeah. um, it, it was so funny. Uh, you know, you think about this, Technically, we all compete against each other on YouTube, but any you know, I, like you said, coming on this podcast, we're all we're all fans of each other's work. We're all friends of each other, right? I mean, yeah. it, I I had no problem when someone came up to my video like, "Hey, don't follow this." I'm like, "Go watch Marine Gun Builder." I'm like, "Absolutely," because I've been sending people to him for years yeah. because he does it better. Um, and then you get, you know. P80 Ralph or DLD or um, Panda, all of them have just taken this thing. You know, I talk about in the beginning, talk about starting with that end mill, and I still got the end mill up there. Um, right. It was a really crappy way of building a gun. Yeah. Um, you went through all the way through all the way. I never would have thought of fret cutters. Yeah. I mean, watching the, the progression of this build and then watching other people pile in on it it's become such a great community to be in and yeah we get we get into those those um you know those those meetings that we have um half the time it's like we gotta we gotta shut up get the business because we're all sitting <laughs> having a great time you know? yeah we gotta focus <laughs> we gotta focus uh yeah it's it, it's like hey guys we got two hours worth of work and we've been here for an hour already just we're talking about, about guns <laughs> Yeah, we've been geeking out for this stuff, and that's what's that's what's so great about um, this university is you, you know you think about the instructors, we're all having a great time together, and we want to bring that enthusiasm to to the class because we all want this to be fun. We have fun doing it. We want everybody else to have fun doing it as well. Right. There, there is, there is, you know. 
people love to build farms. We know that. Like when we bring people in, they get bit and they never build one, right? I always talk yeah, yeah. about it, right? I'm like, look, even if you don't have an addictive personality, I'm telling you right now, you know, the first time you build a firearm, it's gonna be like gambling, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol. You're gonna, you're not gonna be able to shake it. You're not gonna yep. build this one. You're gonna build several. But there's nothing, you know, one of the biggest obstacles in growing communities like in the build community and reaching new patriots has always been the rules around you can't build together right yeah. like because we couldn't yeah. do it live we, we can't do these things now not only do you get to do it but you get to do it with your fellow patriot students and one of us <laughs> you know all together working together on these things building you know multiple pieces of freedom so it is an enormous uh, project that we've worked on for quite a long time here. And when, you know, I mean, it's, it, 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 I would say, me personally, even though I am who I am, had that been available when I first wanted to build a Polymer 80, I would have went through that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just to yeah. get foundational knowledge at a minimum, right? Because and like you talk about all of us, you know, here's the thing, like when a new builder comes in, they come in somehow, okay, whether they watched me or they watched you or they watched a Ralph or a DOD or a Fine Rich, they watched somebody, okay, and like anything else I was talking about earlier with that curious mind, we have that, we're not going to just watch one person, we're going to watch wow. 10 different Everything. people, yeah. right, and come up with our own way of doing it or take pieces, you know, from each one and do it. Cause there is no one way to do this. There's just ways, nope. right? There's just yeah. ways. And so, you know, those, those folks will watch it. Well, now you want to come hang out with all of us? <laughs> you yeah. can, and you can ask us any question you want right here live, <laughs> you know? So it is a tremendous, you know, opportunity for people to learn a skill learn a craft you know we're building programs to uh help those that want to maybe live a dream and do this as a career you know get into the gun industry and you know become students become certified um and then use our inner network um which is very big okay to you know maybe advance their career we've done that for so many already where we have changed their lives and they work in this industry now right and they praise us all the time and send thanks. So, you know, we want to create more of those experiences as well, right? Um, to me, gun building is a life skill. It's like riding a bike, be like swimming, be like cooking. It's a life skill, you know? And yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing is we're teaching a skill, right? Um, and, you know, the two of us talk offline, even outside the other instructors, because uh, you know, I started going the other way, right? I started with 1911s and worked my way back to polymerase. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just funny to talk about stuff like that is this has the potential of being so much bigger than that. Right. I mean, you know, my thoughts of what I would like to teach in the future, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not going to stop there. We're going to continue to find, the best builders out there and yep. keep building and start teaching people. 
Yeah. And, you know, mentor students till they become structures. <laughs> as yeah, well, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, that's the goal, right? We want to, um, what, what it, it was DLD that said it, right? We're like, uh, what, what was the expression he used the other night? Uh, rising tides raise all ships or high tides yeah, raise tides, all ships, right? Ra I mean, rising tides, yeah, raises all ships. It's basically what we're trying to accomplish. You know, we're trying to accomplish yep. the next generation leaders. I mean, for me personally, I am, you know, I'm almost 50 years old, Patriots, okay? Um, I've, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the future of this industry. I'm the past and I want to, in the present, give to the future. Like, that's how I look at it, you know? Um, but give you the skills and everything you need to to, to carry the flag and torch forward. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and and that's that's what makes this so exciting. I mean, I, I really wish we could release clips of our of our meetings together because there we have so much fun together, right? I mean, um, there was a time that you disappeared. You disappeared. You had an internet outage, and you came back, and we had totally screwed with you when you came back. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I mean, we just we just had he, he was gone, and then we're sitting there going, "All right, when he gets this thing squared away, we have to have some joke for him." Yeah. <laughs> and we completely came up with this joke. Um, but that's the type of excitement that we're looking for. Um, out of these classes, all of us want to have fun. I mean, we all enjoy what we do. We all enjoy teaching. Um, that's why we do it. Right. Um, that's why we've done it for so long. And that's why, like, you know, I got the text from Ralph saying, hey, Ke Kenny from Marine Gun Builder is looking for you. I'm like, yeah. huh, okay. Uh, here's his phone number. Call. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we got on the phone and, like, the two-hour hey, conversation <laughs> right, yeah, away, right? Yeah. Yeah. right off the bat. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing is, you know, we knew we, we didn't know each other, but we knew each other through just our, our work. Right. That's what makes this so comfortable. And that's why I was, you know, just that initial conversation with you, like, I was like, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Just yeah. It was like, well, we don't, we don't have it set up. I don't care. I'm in. Let's let's do this. I know you were. You were I was like, we don't even have the website yet. <laughs> like, no, like, I'm yeah, in. I'm down. <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah. So, and, and look, but it's stories like this that we want to create so many of them. And it is a, a build relationship, right? Like, I mean, it's about community. It's about coming together. It's, you know, it's, it's all about that. I mean, that's what it is. And this is the the next evolution uh, of it, um, you know, in a way where the experience for new builders is going to be so much more powerful, you know, yeah. um, to actually sit and mentor with us directly in a very small environment. I mean, if you really think about the type of builder and the type of uh, skill sets that we're going to be able to pass on to people in that format compared to this youtube bullshit that we've been doing yeah. it's you can't even compare it right you can't compare it and i would say that it's also so funny just how time works because now we have a brand new version of polymer 80 coming out right yes. that nobody's built yet we got our advanced copy right but nobody's built yet nobody knows how to build and guess what you're not gonna know because YouTube's not going to allow any videos uh, on it. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah. unfortunately, 
we're going to have people that want to, and they actually have nowhere to go anymore. You know, they have no methods to go by because social media world has shut it all down, you know, um, but we'll still be able to bring them home and put our arm around them and teach them how to do it. You know, um, it's, it's like I said, it's the, the innovation and the, and the next step. Like, you know, one of the things we all agree on is like, we're, we're done with that whole social media thing. Right. We want to teach the people who've been, who want to, who want to learn. And I would even say, even the, I mean, I don't even know how many builders we've teached in America already, but even those now have to adapt to a new frame as well if they want to, right? So they're going to come back and want to learn new techniques uh, that we're doing, okay? Um, and, you know, also, I mean, I, I don't want to make it all about Palm 80, but we do have the SIG. We do have 1022. We do have AK. We do have AR, right? Um, we're going to be working on um, armorous classes as well, right? We're working on... Uh, we got 3D printing, right? A whole slew from the best, right? Yeah. And that's like, the whole thing. The emperor, you yeah. know, the emperor. Even if you don't want to 3D print a gun, if you just want to learn 3D printing, right? there's that base Again. class that will get yeah. you. I mean, when I first started 3D printing. Make your own jig. God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it, I had to pull information from so many sources just to get the thing set up and printing correctly. Yeah. Now, man, you can sit down with Ralph in three hours. Man, you're, you're, you got your, your printer will be set up and done and you're going. Yeah. I, I will say this to anybody who's interested in 3D printing. So the 3D printing curve is like enormous. Okay. Yeah. It's enormous. And when you say you can sit with Ralph and Benji's go boom. I mean, two of them, yeah. fucking greatest, greatest 3D people on the planet. Okay. Yeah. And you get to mentor with them in class. Guess what's going to happen to that curve? It's, you're going to get yeah. right to it, you know? And then you throw Rich in with his, you know, specialized class too of making yep. you a techie genius in it. I mean, between the three of them, it's like a no brainer. No brainer. And what's really cool uh, is that there's also a forum to it. So it's not just yeah. the online class. Yeah. You've got this whole forum thing going on the backside of it as well. Yeah. So we can continue conversations with, pe with people. Yeah, it's not just a want... one and done. We're, it's a community. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we got this whole student forum that's there to uh, provide support. You know, inst instructors, other builders, you know, everybody there to provide support. Um you know, to, to the learning, um, free seminars, you know, for student enrolled students that, that will have free seminars as well, uh, on the regular, uh, updates as things change, you know, I mean, it, it's a community, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's our community period. Period. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been rolling for about an hour now. Um, what I'd like that. to do, just like, that. just like that, man. And that's the thing is that that's, <laughs> it always happens like a, like that yeah. with us too. Yeah. Um, that's when you know, you have great conversations <laughs> is when you're talking to someone you're like, holy crap, it's been an hour. Really? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'd like to wrap up on speed <laughs> rounds. So it's, it's five questions. <clears throat> just four of them are just kind of this or that. And final one's a thinking question. Okay. So, hearing protection for the range. 
muffs yeah. or plugs? Um, so, I mean, obviously I prefer muffs, but, uh, you know, uh, I used plugs for years too. The thing is that I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys all right now. So again, you know, when I was in the military, we didn't use back then, we didn't use any type of hearing protection and at 50, I'm fucking paying for it. So, yeah. uh, I actually just right before Christmas had to go do like another hearing test and stuff like that. And the ringing in the ears and all that stuff, guys, it's you insane. just absolutely have to. You know, whatever you got, yeah. <laughs> you need one hand. Otherwise, I just say go like that. Yeah. You know? But we, I, I, it's a learning lesson. I mean, I didn't realize the damage that was being done at the time. I realize oh. it now. So what do you, so uh, do you prefer muffs then? I do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, it, it's funny because I have all kinds of hearing protection and as I'm getting all, I got the ringing in the ears too. And, um, yep. you know, I grew up in the, I grew up going to concerts in the eighties as a <laughs> formidable youth. Um, but yeah. And, and shooting and stuff like that. And we used to shoot 22. We never used to put hearing protection on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, we were firing howitzers in the military, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You were you were you going know, a little you were going a little right next to it. Than, you know, like, but it's the same thing. Like you said, like you'd go to concerts and your ears ring afterwards. It's the same shit after standing next to that all day without hearing protection. You know, you're yeah. trying to sleep and your your whole head is buzzing. You know, <laughs> and then you get to a certain age and the buzz is just there and nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta use something. Yeah. So, forty-five or nine millimeter. Oh, well, okay. So, forty-five is what I carried for a very long time. Okay, but I only exclusively carry nine millimeter now. But the only reason I do that is because the prepping side of me, right? The the preparedness side of me. Uh, knows that um, in an SHTF environment, nine millimeters. I mean, nine, yeah, it's going to be nine much more um, yep. than forty-five. But, but if I had to put a hole in you, I'd rather do with a forty-five. Nine, if I had my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to tease the marine in you here. Pistol or rifle? Oh, well, you could do best of both worlds and use an MCK, right? Because oh, there you go. Right, you could keep the MCK and the car your pistol on you, right? There you and go. If you needed to switch to a rifle, you could just do that. Uh, but if you're gonna do, a, if I was gonna do, if I had to have just one, um, I'd want you know, I'd want the rifle, but at, at a ten, you know, I wouldn't want a sixteen. I'd want a ten because I want to be able to work corners. You know, I don't yeah. want a big dick sticking out. <laughs> we live in a square world i used to say this all the time guys like we live in a square world like everything's a box cars are boxes houses are boxes plats and lots are and neighborhoods are cut into boxes so if you find yourself in any type of battle you're gonna find yourself working corners and i want yep. to be able to do that easier i guess yeah Sorry, you All can right. edit out that swear if you want. <laughs> uh, I, it'll it'll stay. I should have said your pecker peeking around the corner. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's okay. <laughs> um, 
So for a holster, Kydex or, less, uh, or leather? Okay, so this is a good one, okay? Uh, so I think that totally depends on where you're carrying as well, all right? So um, I love tier one stuff, okay? I'm a big fan uh, of their stuff. Um, but again, I'm old, so leather was really the option. Yeah. <laughs> Kydex came along. <laughs> You know, um, and so they do both have their, their benefits and drawbacks. Don't get me wrong. But I, if I had to prefer, I think I would probably go with Kydex today uh, over leather. Like if there was a preference, uh, was it, it was a leap uh, in that because yeah. leather is wonderful, but it just doesn't sit right. And now that we can, can conform these so well to our body, um, especially like if you go with a system, um, from a tier one, yeah, I, I don't mean to mark has come a channel, long but, way. Yeah, but they 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 do a great job, and there's a lot of great uh, holster companies. I don't mean to just pull them out, but um, you know, there's so much you can do. Uh, you know, like when we had leather holsters, you weren't you know you weren't adding on back then. You weren't adding on extra mags. <laughs> Your leather yeah. holster was what you had. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yep. you know now we can carry and have. 50 rounds of us. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy uh the things we can do. So all right. For the final question. Uh -huh. your state for the yeah. <laughs> for the final question, you're standing in front of the world's biggest table with every firearm that has ever existed on it. You could have one gun from that mm -hmm. table. What would you choose? It's a table. It's a table. I can't have a tank because that would be my <laughs> number one thing that I would love to own. You would um, be, you would be, you would be the first person to ask that question, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just an old salty dog, but uh, the tried and true M16, man. You know, it's okay. my first love. I mean, you know, for an all around. Gun, obviously, if money, you know, because you could probably buy some really, you know, get something and pawn it. <laughs> it would be worth yeah. a lot of money. But, you know, if we're just talking about, like, I had to go into battle with that one thing, it would it would be my M16. Awesome. You know? I mean, I'm a Marine true and true. Right? So there you go. That's what I would take with me, you know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, how can people reach out to you? I mean, you still have the YouTube channel there. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now, you, for now. You reach out to me very simply, like you would reach out to Rogue Banshee and all the other greats. Come take a class with us, right? There you go. Come to the university, become a student, right? Become a student and, and hang out with us and build some firearms, you know, stay off all that social media shit and just come home. <laughs> there you go. Come home. Yeah, come no, home. Come home. Come home with MGB. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time Thank out you. today. Uh, I know you got some, uh, some family things coming up here and, uh, but I do appreciate you taking some time. Thank you so much, Mr. Banshee. I appreciate it, sir. Man, I love talking to Marine Gun Builder, man. He is, he's a super nice guy, man. And he's had to endure so much, well, crap just over what he does. I mean, he's done nothing but taught people how to build their own firearm, 
and he's been a major target just about from the beginning. Now, I've talked to him on the cell phone. You've heard us talk about Freedom Crew University, which I am one of the instructors for. And, you know, when you get talking to him, it, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, I, I could talk to him forever. We were joking around um, because we talked a little bit afterwards. He had some family things he had to go take care of, and um, we had to cut it off. I mean, you hear me say that a lot on this podcast. Really, the before and after chats, I, I really, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the podcast, but when the camera's turned off, there's just something special about those chats that you get to talk a little more freely and, um, yeah, they're occasionally a little more adult language. But uh, definitely go check out Freedom Crew University and definitely give some love to Marine Gun Builder. Now, he's got some great shows he's still doing on his YouTube channel. Check it out because I think it's something that, well, I think everyone could use. Now, for the product of the podcast, they are the Wiley X Rogue. Now, these are my shooting glasses here. And what you'll see, I'm sorry for those of you on the audio side, you can't see, but you can see my prescription insert right here and they just snap right in. So right here, I can just get these things refilled without having to mess with the actual frames. Now, I really like these things. I've wanted some really good shooting glasses for a long time, but because of my glasses, it creates a little bit of a problem. I really like these Wiley X Rogues. I have two pairs of these things now. Um, this one has three blades to it, where you can see the smoked one. I also have the amber one and also a clear one. So I can use these as just regular safety glasses as well, which if you take one of my classes on Freedom Crew University, you're gonna see me wear some safety glasses because, well, I need to protect my eyes and these things will definitely do it. Now I have a link down below in the description to these things. Definitely check them out because whether you wear glasses or not, these things will work for you. And they're really great and I love the wraparound protection these things give me. Now over there, I've got some great content for you. Awesome interviews that I've had with other people on this podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, click right there. We've got some stuff for you. Other than that, thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.